0: Quick warning for drivers, this episode of IOM Recommends contains traffic sounds and the ambient soundscape of a city. If you're a member of the IOM community, chances are you're an Optimo fan and there are decent odds you've seen them at some point over their long and decorated career. J.D. Twitch and J.G. Wilkes, that's Keith and Johnny, borrowed their moniker from their seminal party at Glasgow's subclub, Optimo Espacio. It ran every Sunday night without fail from 1997 to 2010, and welcomed everyone from LCD Sound System to Ivan Smag, Richie Horton to Franz Ferdinand through its doors to perform. Optimo now enjoy their position as international club and festival fixtures, spinning every genre under the sun to crowds all over the world, and they reflect this breadth of taste in the output of their label Optimo Music. Yet their connection to Glasgow remains an intimate one, synonymous as they are with the city's musical identity. There's no one we'd rather have spoken to for this episode. Without further ado, IOM recommends Glasgow with Optimo. IOM recommends local scenes, global conversations,
1: um long day. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? I'm good,
2: thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm I'm gonna go on holiday shortly. So I haven't got the holiday in years. So I'm looking forward to that. So just getting off? ready. Where are you off to? Well I'm gonna i have got a gig in Berlin on um Saturday and then I'm gonna go to Madeira. Oh lovely. Is, uh, yeah, i
1: heard great yeah. things about Madeira.
2: Be yeah, I've never been, but it, I just kind of looked, looked, looked for someone that was still going to be reasonably warm and was cheap to get to, and that came up. So
1: yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm very jealous. <laughs> um, cool. So can you please introduce yourself, where you're from, and tell me a bit about your music career.
2: Okay, I am JD Twitch, and I am half of Optimo Espacio, and we're based in Glasgow, Scotland. We've been a DJ duo for, well, next year will be our 25th anniversary. We started off as um, a club night in in Glasgow that we did every week for about 12 or 13 years and then morphed into a touring DJ duo also we both produce and remix and I run the label Optimal Music.
1: Nice. Um, Have you been in Glasgow always?
2: I've been in Glasgow about just over 30 years. I moved here to, to study when I was a teenager and actually initially didn't like The first year I was in Glasgow, I just, it took me a while to, it's so different to Edinburgh, the city I come from, that it took me a while to, to adjust to it and reluctantly stayed and then completely fell in love with it to a point where I've, I've never left and I, I can't really imagine um, leaving. Never seen ever, but I can't imagine living anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine how like how different Glasgow and Edinburgh are scene-wise, especially then.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean and they're so close together. I mean they're it's literally it's like an hour, fifty miles apart. But I know people in Glasgow that have never been to Edinburgh, and people in Edinburgh that have never been, which is crazy, as they're so. I mean, not a lot of people, but I do know of some, and they're very different cities, very different characters, very different personalities, very different scenes. Edinburgh's incredibly beautiful city I, I always say if someone's visiting come spend the week in Edinburgh do all the tourist and stuff and then come and spend the weekend in Glasgow and then culturally Glasgow is and for a night out I mean you can have a great night out in Edinburgh there's great clubs in Edinburgh but Glasgow just maybe is a notch above and yeah. culturally has more going on it's, it's the bigger city of the two as well.
1: I've always been told it's like I guess more rough around the edges than than Edinburgh. It's
2: more. I mean, Edinburgh has its rough parts, but yeah, Glasgow is definitely more rough around the edges with a with a heart of gold. I would say. Have you have you been to either?
1: No, I haven't. I've not. And my my uh, brother in law is from Glasgow, so they're all up there right now. All my family. Oh, right, right? Okay. And I, yeah, so I'm, I'm very jealous, and I've been wanting to go for a long time, and always well. hear amazing things.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, not this time of year. It's pretty, I mean it's particularly bleak yeah. <laughs> currently, but yeah.
1: I think I think anywhere in this this part of the world is pretty bleak. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, it's probably worse here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's me as a southerner saying
2: that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um uh, So, where do you like to go to eat in Glasgow? I mean, so Glasgow
2: is is a great city for eating, and particularly in the last. 10 years, it's exploded. There's so many choices. Uh, I think outside of... Well, I I of anywhere in the UK, it's maybe one of the best places for for Indian food, which is one of my favourites. And my favourite places to go for Indian food are... There's a restaurant called Mother India, and they have these two different ones next door. Each other one's called Mother India Cafe, which is like tapas, Indian food. Another one is Mother India Dining Inn, which is more like a cafe. The food in both of those is... To die for I'm also I'm gluten free I'm celiac so I don't have any choices there's another really great Indian restaurant in Glasgow called Dakin where the entire menu is gluten free so you don't have to think about what you're ordering but the food there is is exceptional as well other place I like for, for brunch there's a place called the brunch club there's another place called single end they're really good the best Chinese restaurant is probably called Kakalok Best vegetarian is a place that's just opened called Sylvan on uh, Whitlands Road. And then two other favourites are, um, and they're both local, kind of in the West End part of the city, are Five March and a brand new place that just opened called Hooligan. All of those, I'd say, are highly recommended. Oh, delicious.
1: Uh, that's such a niche, um, gluten free Indian
2: restaurant. Yeah. I, and it, I didn't notice when I was there one time, I knew it's a free reputation and I was once gluten free and the guy goes everything and, and it's literally everything i mean indian food's pretty good for being gluten-free anyway apart from naan breads but even their naan breads are, are gluten-free so you can go there without i mean if you're a celiac you're always in the back of your mind you have a little worry that maybe you're going to get accidentally gluten so you can go there without even having to think about it so yeah
1: great recommendation for the celiacs out
2: there yeah <laughs> it's important yeah
1: yeah for sure um, is there any way you would recommend, for like, post-gig
2: late-night grub? I mean, that's actually, there's, there is a place, there's, Glasgow loves kebabs and there's, like, lots of kebab places. One place called Shawarma King, I'd say that's probably one of the best because you get really bad kebabs, but this is a top-notch great kebab. Apart from that, Glasgow is sadly most of the places for late-night food are your usual drunk junk foods places I and mean, I could have always wish there was something that was just a little maybe like healthier for and I guess most people at three four five in the morning aren't really looking for anything <laughs> nourishing and
1: Yeah true true. Um, where does that go to drink?
2: So again Glasgow is a big big drinking city perhaps too much of a drinking city for its own good so it's well served with some of my favorites. I live in the west end of the city, so some of my favorites right where I am are the the doublets, uh, the Arlington. Uh, the 78, Strabagan, and um, Chinasky's, and also a pub called The Big Slope. I don't do much city centre drinking, but some some great city centre drink pubs are the um, Nice and Sleazy, which is a Glasgow institution, and Stereo, which is the sister pub of the of the 78, which is in the West End. Uh, Stereo is really good. Just out of the city centre is the the Lauriston, uh, which is a kind of Old man's meets hipster bar, but somehow these two communities managed to coexist in the same pub really well. Another bar that's kind of similar to that in the in the south side of the city is uh, the Allison Arms. And um, there's another one in that area called the Bell or All these are places that I like to to go if I'm wandering about the, that part of the town.
0: Great.
1: Right. Um, this is a great question for you, considering your historic cultural significance on the on the clubbing scene. But um, where do you go to dance? Where are your favourite Nightclubs.
2: Again, Glasgow is, is very well served. I mean, you can't remember, compared with London, perhaps not, anything, but Glasgow is like 600,000 people. So we're fairly well served with great club venues. The institution in the city is the sub club, which has been there since time immemorial and is still probably the, the flag bearer for great sound basement ideal setup for dancing sub club and is an institution highly recommended also uh, the berkeley suite which is kind of like a smaller version of the sub club on the fringes of the city uh lachita even smaller basement club uh, excellent atmosphere um room two which is the same people's lachita it's a slightly bigger venue uh, stereo which i mentioned is a place to go to drink earlier has a downstairs club as well and then there's swg3 which is on the fringes of the city centre in the west end which is a giant clubbing complex which has various venues and can be up to like two thousand five hundred people so for your bigger large-scale events although they can have small events that's kind of become the 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 place to, to go so all of those are highly recommended great sound great lineups great crowds friendly
1: welcoming Interesting. Um, how much then do you think the the not, the clubbing scene, I suppose, has differed since the late nineties when you guys started Optimo, and to now?
2: I mean, really, I think it hasn't changed that much. In, in, the, in that it was always. Excellent and it's remained, I think Glasgow has is one of the, I mean, I say this always to people, where's the best places in the world to play? And I mean, Glasgow is really up there and always has been. That has never changed. I mean, the only thing that's really changed with clubs is maybe they are, the sound is better now, the lighting is better now. People are looked after better now. They are on the whole, perhaps safer environments to be in than they were. But I think they, nothing really has changed. People have always loved to go out dance, have the time of their lives. And that hasn't really. I think there's maybe there's more choice now, perhaps, than there was in the in, in the nineties, and there's a much more diverse club scene, which is is definitely a good thing.
1: Do you? I don't know how much you've like been out um, post post pandemic, but do you think that's had an effect on anything in terms of like integrating local DJs more, or I don't know? Do you think the pandemic's had much of an effect on the
2: I think it's too early to tell, but in the short term, I definitely think there's been a concerted effort from local promoters, at least the ones that I associate with, to aim more at local and have events that are more local-orientated. I think something that's long been missing in Glasgow is the the residency. I mean, we came out of a long-term residency, and I think that's like a, a great training ground to become, a, to become a good DJ. And that seemed to have fallen by the wayside. It was really uh, the last few years before the pandemic last was very much a guest culture and i think it seems coming out of that that it's i mean people are still booking guests of course but there's more nights starting with local residents playing there's more local djs seem to be getting a shot i really hope that continues long term i guess it's it's too too early to tell but fingers crossed yeah yeah
1: because you guys have only only recently opened up again i think after us
2: we were uh, yes i think we were like maybe six weeks after, after I, th- I guess the Scottish government maybe wanted to like let um, England be a laboratory. And then I think also they realised it was impossible. You couldn't have a country that's connected to another country. I mean, people would just have started going side of the border for a night out. So it was unsustainable. So they had to had over. To but it was a little bit later. So I mean, I remember I was kind of used to it because we would played a few gigs in London. But the first couple of gigs that we did back, most of my friends were, I mean, they came out, We tell people were, very nervous to be back. Whereas I'd kind of already had the opportunity to get used to being back in that environment. First time I went out uh, to play in London. I mean, I, I, I was very nervous for the first hour and then, you know, it's amazing. You do just slide back into it very, very quickly.
1: It's wild. I thought it
2: to take me months to adjust. It took me an hour. You know. It
1: really, like you, you kind of, it's like this muscle memory. Like you can't, you, we all thought we'd forgotten it. And I think that you're right. The first night back, was like, woo, you're a little bit close for comfort. And then you, gave everyone a week because
2: oh, there was all these stories in the media about you need to give people a lot of time some people will just find it very very hard and I think once you're in that environment you just you do you pretty much get used to it very quickly again yeah and
1: yeah, actually I mean after years and years of practice people yeah
2: as uh... like you say <laughs> muscle memory yeah <laughs> exactly.
1: well thank you so much that was pretty, that's like my half of the questions
3: Uh, I'm Johnny Wilkes, um, I live in Glasgow, Scotland, um, with my partner and the kids, um, I live near Charing Cross in Glasgow, it's sort of near to the side of the park, side of Kelm Grove Park, but it's also kind of near where the motorway go, sort of cuts through the city, um, that was a sort of unfortunate planning episode in the late 60s I think um, a lot of people moved away from this area but a lot of people moving back now so I've been living in Glasgow since I was about 20 um, I came here from Belfast in Northern Ireland when I was about 20 years old, I suppose I took a unusual route, I leaving school about six when I was 16. I worked as an apprentice at Harlan Wood Shipbuilders in Belfast, so I was in engineering straight out of school, same as my dad, same as my granddad. And I'd come over to Glasgow in my late teens. I came a couple of times to visit, more than that, two or three or four times probably to visit my big sister, Cathy who was studying sculpture at the art school. Those visits and meeting the people that I met in Glasgow at that time was just life-changing for me. And I think, really, with my sister's encouragement, you know, I I, I realised that I needed to get out of Belfast and be somewhere like Glasgow. And I I just found it... I've begun to, you know, think for myself more I've begun to meet people who I felt I had a a real connection with Um, and it it was just a different world really and I got myself over here the next year when I was like 20 managed to get myself into art school the following year put a a portfolio together myself and, and, and applied and luckily they took a risk on me and I got in and I ended up studying it Glasgow School of Art, and being quite active in the in the student union and putting on parties, and and and, and I, yeah, I started to DJ there regularly. Um, I also met a guy very early on when I was here, who ran a reggae club in 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 Glasgow City Centre, and he knew I had a record collection. He was a boyfriend of a, one of my sister's friends in the sculpture department. He was from uh, Ghana in West Africa. And I got to know him socially and he, he realised that um, I had an interest in music and quite a lot of records that I brought over from Belfast. And he asked me to come and help him out in his club, which was a Thursday night in a city centre club called the Mayfair. And I, I'd never DJed before, but I, I, <laughs> I sort of muddled through. And uh got a few nights under my belt and um, took it from there. And that was like probably 1988. Of course, Acid House was about to just explode. And I, 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 I just caught that bug and started to become obsessed with house music. And that's how it, it started in Glasgow for me, really.
1: Nice. How do you think, or how did you find at that time that Belfast and Glasgow differed or or were there any similarities at all in terms of the scene and culture?
3: So if you were going into town, as we called it, you were doing something different from everybody else because the communities were segregated, you know. It meant that you were more open to, you know, meeting people of a, uh, you know, because there's a religious divide, you know. So it, it meant you were more open-minded if you were going into town at all at night, probably, and... There was a few clubs that we would go to and a few clubs that we found uh, like the Delta and the Plaza and Tatters uh, where, where you, you could meet people where people didn't talk about religion or the Troubles or anything. It was just about escaping all that and, and really going somewhere else together mm-hmm. and so there was small scenes like that i think just when i came over it was really my job And i was stuck in a, a bit of a rotten belfast you know just it, it, you know i was going out but i was still working in this shipyard and uh, and then when he came over and i seen it what, what my sister the life she had and what you know even people that left art school the way they were cutting out uh, a way of life for themselves in a creative way. I was like, I would just love to be doing that. So, you know, there were small scenes for music and and which were amazing and really informed me in Belfast even before I came over here. But it, 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 it was more. I, I was looking for a different way of life. There were probably possibilities in Belfast too, but I, I just, you, know, I, I, I suppose I just, and maybe felt more on my own there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I felt like more support in, in Glasgow. Saw more people doing it, I feel like, you know.
1: Sure. I guess I mean, it seems like there might have been a, more of a mainstream appetite for the music and the, the culture in, in Glasgow, maybe, mm-hmm. rather than it being all underground, is what I would Yeah.
3: Think.
1: Interesting. Um, so, in terms of Glasgow now, uh, where would you go to dig for records?
3: Well, I mean, I go I go record shopping regularly in Glasgow, of course. Um, you know, you know. It, it, it sometimes feels a bit shameful to say, oh, you know, I, I admit that you do most of your record shopping online. <laughs> you do. I love the experience of going to a record shop, but still, there. and there's good record shops in Glasgow, uh, like Monorail and Robert Dub, uh, various other places. Um, but in terms of digging, I think, I, I suppose what you mean there is like car boot sales, you know, charity shops, and, and hoping to find some gold there. And it's really, really difficult to uh, actually, you know, I, I mean, there's second-hand places and that, you know, there's a great second-hand section now in, in Monorail Records um, where you can find great stuff. Um, but, you know, it's all price match with Discogs and like mm. you know, the chances of finding some absolute gold at a for 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 next to no money, the chances are very slim. But I mean, I still go around the charity shops with my wee girl. You know, that's one of the things we'll do sometimes. We'll go around the charity shops and just looking for stuff. And uh, I'm always digging in the bins in there, like, but but it's ninety nine percent rubbish. Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: it's hard because um, you know online retailing for records and discogs and stuff has made it so much easier to get access to all of these different yeah. different genres, and there's so much more variety. But it just means that the prices everywhere have risen so much, and you can't just get. Well, you can. Uh, you have to dig harder for a nice cheap record now.
3: <laughs> it's it's becoming. I, mean, I mean, I was somewhere. I, I was somewhere just before lockdown, Glasgow, and I was digging in the bins underneath the counter. And the records were a pound and I found this uh, record um, that i have been looking for for a while and uh, it was a pound and I brought it up to the counter and uh, I said to the guy, I just want that. And he said, hang on a minute, the boss is not here, can you go back in 10 minutes? And of course, like the time I came back 10 minutes, he'd been on, discog- been on Discogs and realised it was like a 30, 40 pound record. And he said, oh, you can have it for 28 quid, you know. <laughs> I'm like, it's in the pound Ben." Yeah, I
1: know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's so easy to get no. information now that you just can't get away with it.
3: <laughs> but it wasn't even his knowledge he was using. It was my knowledge. It was like, he was like, that guy knows that that's a good record. Maybe, you know, I'll send him away and come back. And I was like, you know, I just keep it, man. It's cheeky, isn't it? Uh, I, I so it's a, 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 I, I, go, I go I support the local record shops as much as I can, like Robert and Montreal, and um, mixed up records is a nice wee shop too, um, and you know there's places you can find bits and bobs, but as I say like if you're gonna if you're only going to go to car boot sales and and, and charity shops and, and and stuff like that. <laughs> hoping to find some great records, you're going to be sorely disappointed, you know. It's just too easy, isn't it, online? Mm -hmm. I was going to say, me and Keith are lucky. We're travelling, and and quite often, you know, we'll, we'll have a few hours... The next day after the gig, before they go to the airport, or some, or, or, or before the gig, and there, there's there's a lot of good record shops abroad and stuff. So, yeah, you still find that yeah. it. Japan, especially, you know, you really, really find amazing music there.
1: Yeah. You can't you can't beat the record stores in Japan. There's something so special, a lot to carry back on um, in your luggage. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So if you're like in Glasgow, where would you go to escape? the city and the noise? Where, where would be your, your top spots to escape?
3: Um, I mean, I tend to get in the van and go down to the coast in Ayrshire. And just, if it's even better, if it's really windy, and just walk on a wet and windy beach and blow the cobwebs out. That's, that's what I I like doing, you know. I, I like getting battered by the weather on the beach and then getting fish and chips and coming home. And that's... Uh, that's what I like doing well I mean if I, I, I don't have much time here because all the kids and and, and and just work and getting ready for a, a, a trip away or just coming back and I, I go to we uh, there's a we Victorian baths called the Arlington bath Club and uh, you know it's 150 years old or maybe it has ancient Turkish bath and um, steam rooms and uh, a great pool with trapeze and and rings and stuff, you know. So it's really old-fashioned. You go there, get a, a towel and a sheet, and uh, I, I'll go in, uh, if I can, spend a couple of hours in there getting steamed.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't really beat that. That's such an escape.
3: Aye, that's that, that's that's what we do, you know.
1: An oasis, Yeah. <laughs> What are your favourite local... Or do you have any favourite local cultural organisations that can be like, you know, a radio station or a music label or collective or even like a DJ or producer? Who are your favourite or what are your favourite things to emerge?
3: There's a great uh, radio station called Clyde Built that has sprung up. It's a collective to its credit. I mean, it, it's it, musically so diverse... You know the people involved. It's, it's, it's a collective, or there's a committee, or you know, um, you know, there's different people stage managing when you go, every time you go down and play and stuff like that. But um, they've got incredible diversity on the uh, uh, on the uh, on the on the lineup or the roster. Of people that are going through and playing. The content itself is brilliant, like the music content, and you know they're they're they're, they're doing this purely for the love and it's really, really great for Glasgow and it's given an opportunity to so many people and I'll say young people because I'm old and they get me down to play sometimes which is great and I really enjoy it but there's a lot of young people on playing who maybe wouldn't be getting the voice for their music and what they're into or what what they want to talk about or what they want to, the type of music they want to, you know, tell people about um, it's really, really good. I think it's really been brilliant.
1: One thing I found like talking to people is how much they celebrate or how much they're finding cities are now celebrating, you know, young and upcoming talent after the COVID pandemic and not being able to travel so much. I wondered if you'd notice much of a difference in the scene in Glasgow comparatively to before.
3: I see much more in the, in the club nights that are happening locally, the lineups are generally um, local artists, which is great. I think there was an unhealthy um, situation developing where clubs were just. I'd forgotten about the notion completely of a residency and of supporting young artists coming up, and they were just, you know, picking people from the RA top 100, (laughs) the lower the number, the better, and and getting them booked into their club, you know, and just figuring out who they were going to fly in to fill their club. And I don't think the experience was that great for the. for for the audience really you know I mean people tax themselves to things they need to be there for some reason they need to be be part of the scene they were still going but I don't think they truly felt part of something that was growing Mm -hmm. and it needs you you know I think now I see small collectives people getting together and trying to grow things from a grassroots level in Glasgow and within different venues yeah I've definitely noticed that sign.
1: Uh, club wise where do you think are the most special spots that remain again a lot of people I talk to not even just about the COVID pandemic but it seems to be the case that every city loses their their gems their special nightclubs where do you think where do you think's left or where do you think is a special place to go and party in Glasgow
3: well now um, we, we like now you mentioned we just started a residency actually locally for the first time and since we finished up our residency at the sub club. We played it every week. So like I know what a residency is all about, but we just started like it's less frequent, it's not every week, but we started a residency at a wee club called the Berkeley Suite, which is only 300-350 capacity and it's really great we have a hand built sound system by a local guy called Rory Watson I mean the sub club as well I thought we were going to lose a sub club because they had so much trouble during during the uh, during the lockdowns keeping the you know just keeping hold of the space and all that and they've survived it they're open and we played there a while ago it was absolutely phenomenal place And you know it had been a well over two years since we'd played there and we went down and, and you know they've refurbished the place and 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 ref- like reinstalled the sound system it just sounded incredible the vibe was like up there mm-hmm. the was like really really important to to this city i think temporary spaces that people are using as well and like just flying by the seat of their pants more not sure if they're going to get shut down or not mm-hmm. and we have like quite a few sound systems uh, in Glasgow um, like touring sound systems um, and they're installing in temporary spaces so there's parties springing up all over the place and it, it, it's pretty good at the minute Like,
1: I, I've noticed everywhere it seems to be there's like a new lease of energy in everyone and it, the, the I don't know the energy just seems to be levels above what it was before people kind of get complacent and when something like this shifts everyone's lives it's
3: like i think so too i mean i didn't think you know we we have a life as touring djs and we're very lucky that we're able to travel and uh, and do that and and that we're booked in that Um, and i wasn't sure i had the energy to commit to a residency again but i do i've been loving it we've been getting really stuck in And doing it, and I see that energy in in, in a lot of places in Glasgow. It's great, and I think individuals I know who really are keen that it doesn't go back to the way that it was. It it was a bit gross, you know, and and, and it was a bit, as I say, we were talking earlier about that, you know, about the whole um, obsession with booking. DJs from somewhere else, which is great as well, because some, some, you know, the greatest DJs in the world are not here, and it's great to bring them. But if you're just on that, you know, if you're just going to buy into that system and that's all you do, it ceases to be fun. And I think this sort of um, DIY mentality that's coming back a little is is it, 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 it's really good. I, I like to see it. I yeah. like to see it.
1: Definitely, that's definitely like the the upside or the silver lining to all of this. There's like this new, and it's not a new energy, because so I think it's probably...
3: It's an ancient ethos. Yeah. And uh, and a great one, and one that I'll say, uh, I, you know, that Keith and I have always stuck by. Um, there's an awful lot of greedy people out there, and I can see elements of it creeping back as well you know there's like you know a woman out there all shouting we're all in this together you know after the pandemic and all that the next thing there, I'm, like, I'm alright Jack you know so it's like yeah uh, uh,
1: yeah Give <laughs> it a couple of years and then we'll really know but for now it seems like a, it's, it's a nice environment to be in
3: it is Sonny you're absolutely right, absolutely
1: right. great place to be definitely and it sounds like it's going well in Glasgow so
3: yeah it is it is